the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. You like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, where we just the real problems of the world, unlike in uh, Fantasyland in Philadelphia at the Democrat National Convention. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix, the chapter leader of Act for America in Corona. And we're pleased to have as our guest today, our first guest of the day, is Ben Clymer, who is uh, both president of the Lincoln Club of Riverside County, we'll talk about that, and of Ben Clymer's The Body Shop. Now, is that for cars or is that for a, are you, are you a personal trainer? Or what, do, what do you do in that, Ben? No, not a personal trainer, not a tattoo shop. We do collision repair for automobiles. There you go. There you go. And there were lots of collisions over the last two weeks in the political world. You had the distinct honor and uh, pleasure, I guess, to be one of the many delegates that got to go to Cleveland, Ohio, and be a part of the Republican National Committee's annual convention. How exciting was that? It was. It was both an honor and a really cool experience. And it was exciting to be there to represent my 41st congressional district. And right now, the uh, congressional, uh, the, the person that represents the 31st district is... Mark Takano. Are there plans to uh, have someone new? Well, Doug Shepard's working really hard. He's got an effective ground game. Um, he's doing pretty decent with the fundraising efforts. Uh, the Lincoln Club is obviously supporting his efforts to be our next congressional representative. So how exciting was it to be in Cleveland for probably the, besides the election coming up in November, this had to be both the, both this one and the Democratic Convention had to be the political events of the year. And uh, so, so you've gotten involved. Let's back up just a second. You're obviously, since you're at the convention as a delegate, you've been a political operator since the time that you were knee-high to a grass opera, grasshopper, right? No, that's the irony of this. I'm even more new to the political realm than the great Mr. Don Dix. So. Well, <laughs> so how did you get involved? Yeah, I mean, so how long have you been? Uh, I've been involved in politics for just about three years. And since day one, my answers stay the same when people ask why. I want to get to know who these people are that want to rule me. And yeah, do you want to become... Hillary's America? That will, that, that, that will basically give you the answer. That's on my watch list. I keep hearing how good it is. So. Oh, it's an amazing video, especially to watch that documentary prior to having to consume the, the Democratic convention all week long. You definitely need to be inoculated. It's like stepping into a uh, virus-embedded... Uh, you know, tank and your system is being attacked from all directions by every ailment known to humanity 
you need to have some kind of inoculation. And Hillary's America is the appropriate inoculation in order to consume any part of the Democratic National Convention. Okay. So what were your impressions from the Republican National Convention? We watched it on television, but you were there on the floor. Yeah, so to speak, got to see it uh, behind the curtain. And the excitement that was portrayed on TV was absolutely real. Um, I think all of the delegates thought it was an honor to be there. Uh, it was historic in the sense that that was the most delegates awarded to one candidate, if not in all of history, in recent history. So uh, Trump won overwhelmingly. And it was neat to see firsthand leading up to the event how hard the D, the RNC fought against him getting the nomination to them falling in line and jumping on board the Trump train. That was that was wonderful to see firsthand. And and we got to disclose, too, that you in leading up to Trump becoming the nominee, you were actually supporting a different candidate than Donald Trump. Yes, too. In fact, uh, many of my friends know I have heavy libertarian leanings, so I was a Rand Paul supporter. Uh, he dropped out. Uh, I think he was really the smartest. He saw the writing on the wall. And then Ted Cruz, I endorsed him. And then Ted Cruz dropped out. At that point, I endorsed Donald Trump. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, got aboard the Trump train. I, I think he's the clear choice if it's between Hillary and him. He would definitely have my support over Hillary for numerous reasons. Who were your favorite speakers? Oh, well, you had... I mean, it was funny, the the ladies, how they got carried away when... When Chachi took the stage, um, Scott Baio. But between Sheriff, Mr. Milwaukee himself. David Clark. David Clark. Mr. Sheriff Clark. Uh, he was very motivational. Um, but it was whether it was the business leaders or the, the Women's Business Council of, of California for Trump. Uh, she was effective. Laura Ingram. You had numerous speakers that made their clearly laid out case of why Trump would be the better candidate. We've heard scant mention of any national security issues, terrorism, Islamic terrorism at the Democrat National Convention for some strange reason. Was that a big subject at the Republican Convention? Yes, that was day one. Every day had a theme. So you had make America strong, day one. Then day two was make America work. Day three was make America first. And then it wrapped up beautifully with day one, make America one. And I love how it started with the emphasis on domestic security, um, foreign policy, and then concluded with the the oneness as far as really how are we going to unify the country? We know it's very divided. And as everyone, too many people think Trump is a divisive person. So for them to end with Make America One, I thought was beautiful. How do you bridge that gap? Um, So every day having its own theme was effective. What did you think of Donald Trump's speech? Oh, I loved it. Um, He wasn't too verbally abusive at the same time. He attacked Hillary on the appropriate measures, Um, scandal after scandal, different histories that the Democrat parties had, especially the Clinton Foundation was addressed and not just attacks. It was it was discussed at length, his solutions for the country. Was was there an effective job done at the convention of bringing together all the different factions from the start. Obviously, there were rumors of it being very contentious. All the people that were supporting Ted Cruz coming into the convention, uh, you know, the rules committee, are they going to be successful in helicoptering in a uh, all that, you know, quagmire of junk? This is not going to be unified to the last day. What was the sense of the progression in terms of the unity of the people that were not for Donald Trump, the never Trumpers and the people that were on the Trump train? What was that like? 
that was neat live because you had specifically one example was when the states that had that Ted Cruz won, they really wanted to to slow down the process with the, with a physical roll call, but they lacked the sheer number of states that they needed to do that. I believe the number was seven, right? And they had six. Um, besides those few states, the consensus was just about unanimous. I got one follow up question to that. It was rumored during that whole roll call process that there were Trump surrogates roaming the floor trying to get people to change their votes. On the, I guess initially the roll call suggested that there were nine or eleven states that were you know going for this uh, sort of manual roll call, and then ultimately they fell short of the seven, and it was rumored that there were Trump uh, surrogates roaming the floor, getting people to change their votes. Did you see any evidence of that? I saw some evidence, but not of Trump folk. The rumors I was hearing is they were with the RNC. Interesting, trying to get the to not have the manual. I believe the RNC, as much as they fought tooth and nail up to just a couple of weeks before, they saw the writing on the wall and they wanted, in my opinion, I think they wanted it to, to come across as a unified party. Interesting. Well, sh- sure. If they, had, if they had tried to nominate somebody else, after Donald Trump won a clear majority of the delegates, won, got more votes to the primaries than any Republican has in history, it would have destroyed the party. He had no cho- they had no choice. We have no choice but to go with Donald Trump, whether you thought he was the best choice among the Republicans or not. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, after all, he clearly won the most delegates. And, and my job was not who do I want the most in that office. My job as a delegate was to represent the 41st congressional district. In our county, Trump won with 81% of the vote. So the people back home gave us a job to do, and that was to nominate Trump. Awesome that you would honor that. We want to come back in after this break with the following question. What would you tell the people right now that are still firmly embedded in the never Trump camp to help them to understand what's at stake in this election uh, between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. We'll be back right after this message from our sponsor this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation sponsors our show, as well as the Unite IE Conservative Conference, a great patriot, and the place to go for your real estate lending needs. More with Ben Clymer and the election, the conventions, and more what else we can think of after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We have the distinct pleasure, if any of you watch the RNC convention any of the nights, literally any of the nights, the California delegation was up front and central. I mean, you, the de- California delegation of the 50 states was right in front of the stage on the right-hand side facing the stage. And our guest this uh episode of the United Inland Empire radio program is one of the delegates that was there. You probably saw him. If you don't know him, you probably saw him. One of the many shots they took of the California delegation. I know I saw you a number of times. You were sitting around uh, Jay Albernolte, who's an assemblyman uh, just north of us. Uh, he and his wife, Heather. Uh, also in the crowd was Kathy Ponce, who is uh, out of Fontana. Uh, she leads the uh, Fontana. The Freedom Tea Party Patriots. Thank you. Freedom Tea Party Patriots. Also there was uh, Lenny Drolet. I think she may have been an alternate. Um, also there from your district was uh, Mary Ashley. Supervisor, mm-hmm. yes, for uh, county of uh, Riverside. What uh, district is he? Do you um, remember? Well, the district for county, I don't recall. Okay, off the top of my head, he's more in the Coachella Valley area. And then we had Michael uh, Harrison. Michael Garrison. Garrison, yes. thank you. <laughs> Michael, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Michael and his wife uh, were there, as well as who else? Uh, we also had representing the 41st congressional. It was John Bennett and his wife Tracy Bennett. Um, good individuals i got to talk to them at length as well awesome so before the break we asked you what was what is the message now at this point we have wrapped up the democratic national convention uh halfway through the democratic national convention polls were showing donald trump rising in the polls some of them had him as much uh, up as much as seven points um what is your message at this point for folks that are so heavily uh, embedded in the never trump camp what would be your message as someone who's gotten involved in politics over the last three years, went to this convention, uh, supported two different candidates before you went as a delegate representing your county for Donald Trump? What's at stake? Well, that that's an interesting question. I'll answer it two different ways. One, from just the, the live feedback I got from the fellow delegates after the Utah and Colorado delegates had lost out the, the shouting match at the convention. I, I went up to the Utah delegates to ask them their actual thoughts. And in the end, they're going to be backing Trump. I think very few of them, no matter how much they like Ted Cruz, are going to not vote for Trump in the general. And, and that's the consensus back here at home. And the reason is simple. They're not going to not vote for him. They're in not other words, going to not. They are going they are, to in vote words, They are Trump. going to vote for Trump. They're going to vote for Trump. Um, the vast majority of them. And the reason is, is similar to what we saw here in California. When, when Neil Kashkari ran... There were many different Republicans that, for for correct reasons, they didn't see him as conservative enough. However, when you look at the options that we have, whether we like it or not, the two-party system, I would love more viable third-party candidates, but that's not the way the system has morphed into. So if your option is someone that's not a true conservative, and I have no problem admitting Trump is not, in the the modern sense of the word, a true conservative. Um, He's just not. But he is far better in all aspects for the American people, for job opportunity, for restraining the growth of government than Hillary Clinton would be. So like when Neil Kashkari ran for governor, I'd like to see more of the Republicans unite against the against the worst of the options that we have and then affect change at the local level to try and change the system. If you don't like the system, work to change it. But meanwhile, I would encourage them not to sit home uh, I would encourage them to vote for someone that is clearly the better of to two. 
So well, you, you'd say a bi- it's a binary situation. It's Hillary or Trump. One of them is going to become president. That's correct. Right. So uh, Gary Johnson, uh, I forget, the Jill Stein, the Green, where, you know, no one else. It's one of those two. And I just encourage people to imagine America four years from now after Hillary Clinton. Four more years of the borders wide open. Four more years of, of pouring in mass numbers of unvetted and unvettable uh, refugees from the Middle East. Uh, mass immigration, both legal and illegal three, four, five appointments to the Supreme Court of liberal activist judges, regular, regu- more regulations, uh, and, and a court system packed with Hillary Clinton and Obama judges that will uphold everything they do, will uphold her executive amnesty, will uphold her executive gun control. That's, the, that's what you're looking at if she, get, if she gets elected. And... Most likely, even if the Republicans retain control of the House, Paul Ryan, who is, an, who is a pro-amnesty, open border zealot, will push through amnesty with Hillary Clinton as president. That's what you're looking at. Yeah, the, the, the thing that I like to that, that I'm starting to try and wrestle with is how will life be different four years for us personally, individually? How will life be different four years from now under a Hillary Clinton presidency versus a Donald Trump presidency? What will be different? Will your taxes be higher under a Hillary Clinton presidency versus a Donald Trump presidency? What's the answer for that? Yes. Which? Or they, they, they will be higher if she, if she, if she can have right. anything to say about it. Versus a Donald Trump presidency. Where will taxes be under a Donald Trump presidency? Lower. So a, a quick specific example because you've heard it over and over at the DNC, they're going to push for maternity leave for moms. And we're hearing anywhere from six weeks to, to nine or 10 weeks. Okay. Now, just specifics. Think about, that sounds great on the concept, but if you mandate that, no matter how small of a business you are, that that's now law, what will that do to the small business community that is the backbone for the economic engine of our country? It will decimate it. That's just one example. Yeah. Classic example of, of what it means to be a liberal is somebody who is generous. With other people's money. That's the key, with other people's money. Right. And speaking of other people's money, another way that the world will be different, America will be different. Will Hillary Clinton be successful in she wants a $15 an hour minimum, federally mandated minimum wage? How will that affect us personally versus Donald Trump, who says, I don't even think there should be a minimum wage? Right there. I'm looking at the cup of coffee. Everything we see in this world will become more expensive because right now the person stocking the shelves at Target paid $10 an hour is going to suddenly make 50% more. That will affect the prices for the working poor. But it's even worse than it's even worse than paying more for coffee, more for your hamburger, more for those things. Is it's going to price young people and lower skilled people out of a job? They will never people a larger number of people, young people will never get that first job, which they can then build on job experience, get some more training, go some education, and work your way up the economic ladder. They will never get that first opportunity. There'll be a a class of permanently aggrieved, unemployed young people. Gee, I wonder why the Democrats might want that with a higher minimum wage, because when you put the wage above what they can produce, the value what they can produce, they won't have jobs. If Hillary Clinton becomes president, what will happen to college tuitions? If she becomes president, she wants to make tuition colleges tuition free. What's going to happen to colleges, college campuses, 
as opposed to a Donald Trump presidency. We'll think about that during the break and talk about it when we get back after a message from our sponsor for this another word, hour. Another word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More about elections with Ben Clymer and after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Yeah. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Our guest in the first half hour here is Ben Clymer, who is a, a delegate at the Republican National Convention. He's the president of the Lincoln Club of Riverside County, and he owns Ben Clymer's The Body Shop, which does collision repair, not personal training. <laughs> that, Clearly. Great. Although you look like you could be a personal trainer there, Ben. Thank yeah. you. Kindly done. Yeah, all that time in the body shop, lifting all those uh, heavy... Uh, Heavy pieces of equipment. So right before the break, we we posited the question, how will your life be different under a Hillary Clinton presidency versus a Donald Trump presidency? And we covered a couple of things and we got up to college education. Hillary Clinton wants to make college education free for everybody, at least starting at the two-year level, probably moving towards the four-year college as well, versus Donald Trump would be like, let the free market economy to have its way. So well, how would that be? Uh, a different four years from now, what would college be like if it's all free? Well, sure. I mean, it sounds nice. Free this, uh, free ice cream, free candy, free college. Except when somebody has to pay for that. And what's happened now is because of the student loan program, you used to be able to go to university and you could work during the summertime, work part-time during the year, and you could pay your way through school. But no more because college prices since the 1970s and when the federal government started giving out these student loans have gone up much faster than inflation and even much faster than medical prices because now the colleges get all this money. They can jack up the price. Government gives higher loans. They can jack up the price. Government gives more loans. So students are now coming out with this huge volume of debt. The total volume of student loan debt is now well over a trillion dollars. And Obama federalized the whole program when, when, when early in his administration. So just waiting for the next, uh, you know, that, that that's going to be a debt crisis. As I've, I've read that there's a large percentage of defaults on those people. The student, they, they, they get out. They don't have good jobs because of the Obama economy. Correct. Once again, we are seeing the effect of putting the government in charge of something. It's become more expensive. It's become lower in quality. Uh, and, of course, let's not even get into the education that kids are subjected to, the leftist indoctrination that has now taken over colleges. All right, here's a great statistic. From 1993 to 2012, the number of administrators in the California State University system and in the U.S. in the UC system 
increased by 212%. That's phenomenal. Because they have the money coming in, they don't have to be efficient. They don't have to right. offer a price that students can afford. Any other takeaways from the being at the RNC? Any, uh, any, any last thoughts you want to share with our folks? I really, the takeaway for me was seeing it firsthand live and also the difference between the RNC and the DNC. The, the RNC worked so hard up until the very end to get rid of Trump as a candidate. The DNC worked very, very hard up until the end to make sure Hillary was the candidate. And in the end, the RNC did what was best for the party. The people spoke, we're going to get on board. With the DNC, they made sure the people's voices were really never heard. And that was a contrasting for me as well. Interesting. So you had a great time. Security, all all the prognostications of uh, of, of riots and uh, violence never happened, huh? No. Final takeaway was a, a big word of credit and applause to the law enforcement. I will say this for the delegates: all the buses had their own Secret Service detail, police escorts, front and rear. Every single mile of the highway had a law enforcement cop on the side of the road, whether it was the highway patrol, state trooper, or county. Wow. At the actual convention, all on lockdown. I have never seen so much security except for on the perimeter of the White House itself. It was an exceptional job they did. Final thought, you, Ben Clymer, the president of Lincoln Club, you got a meeting coming up in uh, August, August the 11th, Friday at the Mission Inn. Who's the speaker? Uh, we're going to be featuring one of our founders, Ken Calvert. Congressman Ken Calvert will be speaking to us on the 11th at the Mission Inn. And if people want to get more information about... They can either email me at benjr at benclimbers.com or they can email sherrygomez4 at gmail.com. Very good. Thanks for being here. Thanks for going back to Cleveland. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Ben. We're going to make America great. Make America great again. Yes, we are. We're going to miss time to stand up. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We've had on someone that was at the Republican convention in our first half hour, Ben Clymer. And at on the first night of the Republican convention, Greg, uh, there were three moms that were featured. Part of a project called the Stolen Lives Quilt. It's a, it's a quilt that features the story, the names, the pictures of individuals who are citizens of the United States who have been killed by illegal immigrants. Right. And we had them at the Unite IE conference in um, March of this year. Uh, they have been featured at various different Trump rallies. Donald Trump has brought them to the stage. He brought them on the stage at the Costa Mesa rally. Donald Trump was the only presidential candidate willing to talk to them and tell their stories. Point taken. And there are many, many mothers and families that are here in the United States that have had children who have been killed by illegal immigrants. And part of the problem that we have is that their stories, the mainstream media doesn't want to touch their stories. They don't want to hear about this because, of course, it goes against the narratives. Kate Steinle, who was killed up in San Francisco. We have in the studio with us today a person who actually uh, crosses two narratives uh, that the left doesn't want to talk about. The first is people that come to this country who go through the immigration process, become U.S. citizens legally. legally. And then secondly, individual pe- families who are here whose children are killed or have family members who are killed by illegal 
uh, aliens who have, you know, who are repeat offenders. You know, I understand things happen, uh, you know, traffic accidents. It might be uh, someone who's an illegal alien driving the car. But when you have situations like Jamil Shaw, who was featured on the first night of the Republican National Convention, whose son was killed by an illegal alien who had just been released from prison, who had just been released on gun-related and, and, and had gun-related charges, goes back on the street and kills his son. Right. Kate Steinle, situation where you got a repeat offender, come, deported five times, a felon in a sanctuary city, kills Kate Steinle. Right. These are all people that who would be alive today if the government enforced America's immigration laws. Bingo. So with us today is a mom... An immigrant, uh, a patriot, a patriot, uh, someone who has crossed all of those narratives, uh, was an immigrant into this country, uh, originally from Hungary, uh, came to this country via Brazil. Uh, once she became a citizen here, uh, her only child was taken from her as a result of an illegal alien. So we uh, welcome you to the sto- to uh, our show, Agnes. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here. Under the circumstances, of course, we would rather different circumstances. Uh, but you have a story to tell, and we would like to share it with our listeners because you did something about it recently. You took a trip to Wisconsin and visited well, Speaker Paul Ryan's home. We're going to come to that in a moment. Tell us. Tell us. You, we'll get to your story, but from Hungary to America. Tell us what happened to your son. My son, uh, my only son, was murdered by an illegal alien who had been previously deported. Um, he, After the shooting, he fled to Mexico, was there for about four months, and eventually he turned himself in because his girlfriend was depositing her welfare check at the credit union, and the police department found out that he was living off of that money in Tijuana. Wow. So he was, tell us, tell us what happened to your son. What was, what actually unfolded? My son went to his girlfriend's house. He had two little, two boys, uh, Matthew and Marcel, and to drop off some food. And she hadn't gotten home that day. She was delayed at work. And he start, he was talking on the driveway uh, with his best friend when my son noticed somebody coming behind uh, his friend and said, who is that coming there in uh, his friend turned, and the guy fired the gun, and my son got shot in the arm, and the bullet traveled across his chest. My son yelled, Robert, Robert, run, run, and he took off running up the next driver where he collapsed. Mm. And he died uh, in surgery after three and a half hours. And w- w- where did this happen? What's, wh- where, in, in El Monte. In El Monte, yes. right here in Southern California. Right. And this is this was 2002, and... You didn't have any outlet to do anything about this at that point, did you? No. I, to be perfectly honest with you, the first year, I didn't know if I was coming or going. I was completely distraught. It was my first loss, and my whole family was trying to to just stay standing. Uh, my only brother died four months later. He couldn't stand the overwhelming stress, mm. had a massive stroke, and died. So I blamed the guy that killed Ronald for killing my brother, too. Oh my gosh, this is a this is a tragic story. Did you? How, how did you? How, then how did you get involved in do, trying to do something about this problem? When did you? Let me just back up. When did you realize? I mean, did you connect at the time that the your son's killer 
was an illegal alien and that there were problems with our immigration system, sanctuary cities. Did that did that connect with you at the time, or was this just somebody that murdered your son? I didn't connect it initially. Uh, I just, like I said, I was numb. I, I was mm-hmm. just so distraught. But re- more recently, when I'm looking at the politics is when I'm starting to listen to what's happening in our country. Uh, the the liberals want the the uh, immigrants wants open border wants to build a bridge. Our U.S. citizens are being killed. They're being slaughtered. The other angels, mom, we will have in like me will suffer for this throughout our lives. There, there's no this is a life sentence. We need to secure our borders because our American citizens are being killed by illegals at a high rate, either to drunk driving, either to uh, uh, stabbing or shooting. We cannot allow that. We have already problems in the country, but we cannot allow that. We need to stand up because today is my son. Tomorrow could be yours. And the sad thing is this guy will come out in November of 2020. What? Yes, he is due to come out in November of 2020. But in CDCR and the victim notification. Who is CDCR? California Department of Correction. Okay. Not often turn over the inmate to ICE, which my guy, my killer has an ice hold. So I am dreading the, the day that he might be released. In fact, ICE told me that depends on his circumstances, what ties he has to United States, he may be just released out on our streets. And I cannot, for the life of me, sit back and allow this individual to take another life so they could have the sentence of grief and pain and suffering that I have been enduring for this past 14 years. We need to take a break right now, and but we want to hear more about your story, how you came to the country, and what you're doing now to make people aware, help people understand what is going on in our country and what you're doing about it, how you've gotten involved. We'll be back right after a message from our sponsor this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are the kings of wreck and roll. More with Agnes Gibney after this message. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision in Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision, 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office. Ronald Reagan once said that a nation without borders is not a nation. And uh, Agnes and her family paid that price uh, all too uh, dearly and personally. So, Agnes, how did you turn your grief into action 
The anger was so overwhelming. I'm reaching out to other victims. I'm a part of the Remembrance Project that Maria Espinosa started. It's a wonderful organization that honors our loved ones who have been killed by illegal aliens. And my heart goes out to every picture that I see on the quilt. But it's such a wonderful organization that recognizes our pain, our loss, where nobody else does. Rhetorical question, were, were any of these uh, angel moms, angel families featured at the Democrat National Convention? Uh, not that I know of. Well, we touched a real difficult question here. Let me tell you, I've been paying attention. I'm not very political, but I've been paying attention to what's happened at the RNC. We had vic- mothers and fathers of murdered victims by illegal aliens. At the Democratic Convention, we had mothers of of individuals that were murdered by the police because they were committing a crime. How fair is that? They also had illegal immigrants. They also featured illegal immigrants and at the Democrat Convention. So-called dreamers. And that is a slap in the face for every American citizen. Well, not only American citizens, but a part of your story is you're Hungarian. Yes. You uh, were a refugee from Hungary uh, in 1956 or 9? Uh, the first time we left was 56, and then we got caught, and then the second time was 57, that my parents were successful. And ultimately, you could not get into the United States. You went to Brazil. That's correct. And then you went from Brazil. Your family went from Brazil, finally the United States. When did that happen? We came to the United States in November of 1970. It took my family 13 years to legally immigrate into the United States with all physical uh, exams by the uh, American Embassy's uh, doctors that we had to pay, uh, background investigations, make sure that we don't have any criminal records, and that's how we immigrated. My father had a job contract, and my father and my family had to sign a legal document stating they would not apply for public assistance. Isn't that amazing? And that's in 1970. Yes. I know, uh, I heard the story of a Holocaust survivor who came to this country in 1939, uh, just as it was, they were beginning to persecute uh, heavily the uh, Jews. They had to post a bond. They literally had to have somebody post a $10,000 bond and that, and, that was real, and that was real money in 1939. Yeah, absolutely. And so here you had to sign an agreement, no public public assistance, Correct. and um, which meant that you really, you really, your family really had to get to work. That's right. Amazing. And it took you 13 years from 1970 then to when did you, your family, when did you get legal status? When did you become a citizen? Uh, we came to United States in ni- November of 1970. I became a U.S. citizen uh, after I applied Exactly two years to the date, uh, June 30th of 1983. Wow, 13 years. And you did it. And so now when you hear and see at the Democratic Convention, when they have individuals that are standing up there saying, don't rip our families apart, you came here illegally. That's right. They shouldn't have any rights. We are not keeping their fam- breaking their families apart. They can leave with their families. And I don't agree that illegals come to this country and give birth to a child and immediately apply for welfare at our expense. That is wrong. Well, it is. So I mean, what's happening now is, and we'll continue if uh, Hillary Clinton gets elected, mm-hmm. is that they show up at the border, and then the border patrol is, literally has a, has, has a stand down order. They they help them and take them to their intended destination. No screening, no screening for disease, no screening for criminal record. They take them to their intended destinations, and that that policy is going to continue. 
We if, can't uh, afford that. We cannot afford that. This is a wonderful country. I love this country, and I'm going to fight for this country and God put the word you. out there because we cannot allow this to happen to this great country. Tell us about how you, got, you ended up going to Wisconsin to get involved in the, the race between Paul Ryan, who favors open borders, and his primary challenger, Paul Nalen. I was invited by Maria Espinosa from the Remembrance Project, uh, along with uh, three other m- moms. Uh, one of them, uh, Michelle Ruth, wrote a letter to Paul Ryan that went unanswered. And us, Angel's mom, decided to just go there and go to his home. Uh, while we were putting our posters, pictures of our children that were murdered by illegals, uh, on his doorsteps, the neighbor came and said that we couldn't do that. That's private property. So we just moved it to the curb just as Paul Ryan got in his uh, truck, in his car, with the security service, and they left in the other direction. He never approached us to say, my condolences, what can I help you? I'm so sorry for your loss. Completely ignored us. I understand Paul Ryan has a big fence and bushes and security guards to protect his house and family. Yes, he does. He has a big fence, bushes, cameras, security uh, planted at his house. What do we have? Has Paul Ryan done anything to try to put a wall or border security for all Americans? I guess not, because he's very lenient on that. He's helping Hillary. Uh, Let's just build a bridge. We can't afford to do that. You're right. You're right. And of course, all week long at the Democratic National Convention, we heard about the importance of taking how impossible it is to deport all these 11 million people. And yeah, it's impossible. But if you make it such that it's going to be difficult for them to get jobs, um, you know, there's a lot of self-deportation that will happen. Well, Ted Cruz made a great point back in one of the, one of the debates is under, under President Clinton, the first one, hopefully, and hopefully the only one. They, they deported either voluntarily when they were facing deportation proceedings or actually deporting them, 8 or 10 million illegal immigrants. Same thing under George W. Bush. So if you, if you control the border, stop the flow, absolutely we can, we can send the illegal immigrants back to their home countries. Plus, as you said, you verify so they can't get jobs, cut off their access to welfare. Yeah, and yes, the answer is yes, we can enforce America's immigration laws. And and this I, this idea that you know you can come here uh, a two or three days before you're going to give birth, give birth in this country, and that child becomes an automatic citizen. Birth, you know that that's just crazy. That is not what birthright citizenship was created for. Uh, and it's been twisted into this bizarre policy. Right. It's wrong on constitutional law. But it, apart from that, it's, it's stark driving insane. Mm-hmm. And America, America is the or one of the only countries in the world that has such an insane policy because it serves the interests of the Democrat Party. You know, if I were to go to Hungary and apply for any any assistance, they're going to laugh me out of the building. And I was born in Hungary. So why is it that people think that coming to the United States with a chi- having a child, they deserve to have anything? They're not paying anything into the system, but they are taking it out. And, and in the process, there are so many of us, like me, uh, Angel's mom, that lost their child. It, it's, it, it, this pain will never go away. No. Oh, there, my gosh. There, I can't nothing, even imagine. There, there's nothing. In fact, if I could uh, uh, briefly mention, uh, the Remembrance Project is going to have a national conference uh, in September uh, 16th through the 18th. If anybody, uh, they can go on the, on the website, www.theremembranceproject.org. If anybody would like to sponsor a mom to attend the conference, oh, it's a great it, would cause. Be, it would be greatly appreciated. 
That's a great cause. Um, so what, tell, tell us the website again. We'll get this up on the UniteIE.com website. www.theremembranceproject.org. Awesome. And this is another great example of your activism. You took part in a Pete Aguilar anti-Second oh, yes. Amendment rally, didn't you? Yes, I tell did. Tell us about that. I was invited to speak uh, at an anti-gun rally, and I'm even though my son was murdered with a gun, I'm in favor of the Second Amendment rights. So I spoke up and I said I, I support Second Amendment rights. We cannot afford uh, for the government to take our guns, so we can we will have nothing to protect ourselves. And it happened the same thing that happened with Hitler. He took everybody's gun, then he slaughtered millions of people. And it was you could hear a pin drop in the street. It was so so quiet, but nobody really asked me what my stance on gun control was. I do support our Second Amendment rights. They assume now. Pete Aguilar, he is a congressman for the thirty-first district. Paul Chabot is challenging him this yes. year, and so you. This was a. a press conference that yes. was it was sponsored by his office yes and it was supposed to go in the direction of being you know let's regulate guns let's get guns off the streets of course we know what hillary's definition of gun regulation is let's take all the guns that's what they that's the end game for gun regulation right and now so you got invited yes to be a part of this press conference because of course your son tragically killed by a gun and they wanted they they just made the assumption that you were going to be anti-gun all the way down the road because your son was killed by a, a, a someone with a gun. I guess so. My husband said to me, he says, "Are you going to do this? Do you know what you're doing?" And I said, "Yeah." They invited me. He says, "You have more courage than I do." God bless you. <laughs> yeah, well, and she starts off saying he was killed by an illegal immigrant, and you, and you see Pete Aguilar standing behind her in the, in the video. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was it was absolutely wonderful and a great job. We'll Thank get, you. We'll, we'll get that video up on the UniteIE.com website. Agnes, God bless you. We share your grief and your Thank loss you. of your son. I have a daughter who's 25, and I can't even imagine what it would be like to know that it was a senseless it's one thing to have a you know a, a loved one taken away by you know tragic accidents some circumstances but to know that this was entirely preventable and the direct result of a policy embraced by our government at the federal at the state and at the local level that this was preventable yes god bless you thank, thank you. you thank you so much for what you're doing and thank being involved so and uh, and thank you and we will we'll have you back Thank you. I just want uh, to bring awareness because when this guy gets released in November of 2020, he needs to be deported. I just found out after 13 years that he has an alien number that I obtained. It took me 13 years. You think that the system is in favor of us victims' mothers? They are not. They treat us like we are the victim, like we are the criminals. Criminals, yes. Yeah. And that's not right. I didn't do anything wrong. What a story. Thank you. God bless you for coming in and sharing it. Thank you. We will have you back and we'll get this information up on the UniteIE.com website. Back after a quick message from our sponsor this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision in Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. 
You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition. Safety checked, washed, and detailed. Fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. What a t- uh, what a what a touching story that Agnes has shared with us. You want to hear more about Agnes's story? She is actually going to be at your meeting next Thursday night, Greg, for the uh, monthly Redlands Tea Party Patriots meeting. Along with what a pa- this is a meeting. This is a do not miss meeting. You've got really got a great meeting coming up. Well, it is, and we also have Kathy Pons we had on our show last week. But our main speaker. Coming up on August 4th is Robert Spencer of Jihad Watch, one of the foremost leaders in the counter-jihad movement. And uh, we're, just, we're really looking forward to that. And that's, that's a do-not-miss meeting. And we appreciate, by the way, Don, you arranged that and, and, and we're able to get him on uh, to our meeting. But he's a fantastic speaker and as well as very informative on the jihad. So if you want a little bit more about him, jihadwatch.org is his website. And we'll have Agnes to tell more about her story and Kathy Pons about her experiences at the convention. Yeah, we're, we are very, very looking forward to that to that meeting. And then I don't know if this is going to be sold out. We're very close to selling out this event Wednesday, August 10th, of course, at the Doubletree Hotel near the Ontario Airport. Larry Elder live broadcast from 3 to 6, a VIP reception. The VIP is sold out. And then a, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, whose movie just opened this past weekend. Again, top 10 uh, of of all movies for the weekend, number one documentary. It looks like uh, Dinesh D'Souza has another hit on his hands with Hillary's America. And uh, so that is a book signing event from eight to nine is the book signing. But you're going to get to hear Larry Elder and Dinesh D'Souza together. And, you know, we talked, of course, with Agnes. You said thank you for, you know, introducing you to uh Robert Spencer to have him at your meeting. The way that we ended up hearing about Robert Spencer was that someone in Orange County who is working at just like the United IE Coalition, there's a coalition of groups in Orange County. They reached out to us and said, hey, you know, Robert Spencer's coming. He's going to be available. Do you want to have him? And ultimately, it coordinated with you. The reason we had Agnes on our show today is because someone who's connected to the United IE Coalition, uh, estate planning attorney, Ron Osk. Um, met Agnes as a result of doing some work with her and connected us to it. So this interconnectedness that's beginning to happen throughout Southern California is paying off in ways that we never would have imagined. So we now have Agnes here as as her ability to share her story. Robert Spencer at your meeting next August the 4th. It's at the Mill Creek Restaurant. You can... 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock. You can go to the UniteIE.com website to get more information about all the events throughout the Inland Empire. As always, 4 o'clock every Saturday, the Unite Inland Empire radio program. Back next week.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.